0: Ben Askren runs the Askren Wrestling Academy in Wisconsin, where there actually are three different locations, and lots of young wrestlers throughout the state of Wisconsin are flocking to his place to learn the sport from Ben and from the rest of his his partners who uh, run the academies. Uh, ben, before that and even while he's been doing that, had a long and distinguished career as a wrestler and. In a, fighter in mixed martial arts and in UFC. Uh, Ben is a former national champion at the University of Missouri, a former Olympian, and so he's competed at the very highest levels. Um, I had a good chance to speak with Ben and learn a few things about his perspective on not just competing but also on uh, coaching young, young people. I appreciated Ben's insights on giving young people space to Uh, make mistakes and to grow on their own and not to be too overbearing on them as they're as they are learning. He talked about his own experiences growing up and how he learned to compete and uh, how that shaped in some ways his perspective on how he works with kids now. So I really appreciated Ben taking some time and look forward to continue to follow how he does with his academy and, and all the young wrestlers that emerge from it. So thank you, Ben, for your time with us on the podcast. Hey, Ben.
1: Hey, how are you? So I played <clears throat> I played all sports, essentially. Uh, and then as I got older, I whittled up down to the point where I was, eventually by the time I was 14, I was just doing wrestling and that's it. But I did literally, literally you name it. And if it was available at that point in time, I did it.
0: And did you have certain coaches or uh, adults, a parent, or someone who helped you kind of along the way that supported you?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, both our parents were really supportive. My dad did a little bit of coaching, but not too much. And, and I think he he will admit he was kind of an overbearing parent in the beginning. And then, as you know, as he got as I got older he kind of backed off which was, was really really good for me um i don't know that he would have kept going i don't know it would have came to a head at some point in time
0: you uh have, i heard you talk a lot about uh enjoying competition and, and making it kind of a, a joy a joyful thing um have you always has that always been within you or did you develop a joy for sport over the time
1: I think I always liked it. I mean, I, I, when I think back, I don't really have any negative reflection towards competition. So I, I guess, I got it with some means that I always liked it. Um, yeah, I was always pretty competitive. I, you know, just, I liked winning. I didn't like losing. You know, I, I was really into that. And I see that in my daughter now. It's funny. She's only seven, but I really see that in her a lot. Uh, and then my second daughter, I don't see it in, but it's really funny how that happens. Um, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I can't remember not liking competition and I remember even in middle school, I would actively search out good kids, the rest books. I really just, I wanted to challenge myself, my challenge myself, um, uh, versus the best people I could challenge myself
0: against. You work with so many young people now. Um, is that something that you can spot? Do you spot the the joy or the, the um, kind of natural enthusiasm in kids? And, and is it possible for those who you don't see it in to kind of bring it out more? How do you do that?
1: Um, I would say, let me see. I would say that a majority of the kids I deal with, um, and wrestling is especially competitive because it's one on one. You know, there's not a team to go with you. Also, right? Um, I, I would say that they they either enjoy it or they're neutral. I think there are probably have a few that have some type of competition anxiety. Now we don't we don't really have the younger kids compete, or we don't try to have them compete very much. And I mean, I, one of our mottos is that the only thing you can really control is effort. So we you know we don't really focus too much on wins and losses from an early age. Um, it's more just like, hey, just try as hard as you can. If you do that over and over and over again, you're going to
0: end up being really good. you're you that your, your uh, academy, one of the things you talk about is experimentation and trying new things. Um, can you talk about that a little bit, Ben? What does that look like in practice as a coach, getting young people to experiment?
1: Well, I, I would say that it probably... Um Right now they're really young. I mean, I think that they need at least a little bit of knowledge base. But definitely, I mean, I don't think a lot of people encourage high school kids to experiment as much as we do. And uh, for for what it's worth, I think it's more just getting now. It kind of, they kind of get into buy in because when they think, oh, I can I have control over what I'm doing here. I can decide whether I like this move or don't like this move or whatever it is. Then um, they they tend to buy in more and like it more.
0: So it's so it's uh, finding kind of the right fit for each kid and giving them some some latitude to to develop in the way that works with their um, with their own development. Well,
1: I think I think giving kids uh, I think giving kids responsibility. She, I mean, I, and this is what I do with my own kids too. Right? So I think this is not just. Um, not just in wrestling but in life it's like if you give kids responsibility generally speaking they respond really well to it um and if if you refuse to give them that type of responsibility um they'll you know they'll kind of stay in that shell and then they won't learn to take it and so the earlier you give it to them the sooner they're going to take it Um, i think it's one of the big failures in america right now actually that's the amount of stuff
0: giving latitude not being not being too overbearing
1: just giving kids responsibility yeah saying you can do this i believe in you go do it and then you know if they if they if they mess up which they're inevitably going to do a lot of times um not totally killing them for it but making them uh you know again making them responsible for their actions
0: i've heard uh, you talk about being open-minded as a coach um and how effective coaches are open-minded and i had a good chat with coach bono several weeks back and he talked he gave an example of how he's a real early morning guy wakes up really early but then he's found that some of his current guys aren't that way and and that almost begrudgingly he's decided in the year ahead to you know move to later practices because it's something that might work better for his guys um are there are are there examples (laughs) of like (laughs) of how you've had to change or remain open-minded as a coach
1: I mean, I think that's kind of just like, like I said, we'll go, going back to what I said in the last answer, is like uh, letting kids have the latitude to make their own decisions. Not that you're going to do it this way, there's the way to do it, because I'm the coach, you're going to listen to me. But actually giving them the latitude to make their own decisions. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we are pretty open in that, in that respect. And, uh, you know, kind of, kind of my general thought on the thing here, if you can make kids want to win bad enough, is you know that's another whole other topic but you can get you get them to want to win really bad they're going to eventually make all the right decisions right they're gonna they're gonna realize that oh hey i'm doing this behavior or this move and it's it's unproductive towards my success maybe i need to um find another way to do it
0: you've talked about and in, and in, in you've competed in the highest of pressure situations you talked about how you know in fighting or wrestling it's just you and you're right in the spotlight and you've been in some of the highest spotlight situations that anyone has um is there an in i'm sure there's some kind of internal dimension to that um to what you what you are thinking and not thinking when you were in those high spotlight situations um, is, is there, first of all, what has been your own, your own method in those situations for competing in high pressure situations? And then how do you talk to, um, those you're, you're coaching about that?
1: Uh, well, I do, have been doing these things on Method Mondays like the last five years on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all kinds of different places. So the very best competitors, they treat all, they treat all competitions really, really similarly. Um, and they don't build it up to be more than it is. They don't worry about things they can't control. And so when, when you're in those high of situations, it's the same exact thing. It's, it's no different. I mean, it's not like they change the sport. It's not like they say, oh, you're wrestling two people now, you're wrestling eight minutes now, or this guy's a five-point lead. Like, no, they don't do that. You just walk on that and they shake hands. It's always you and one other person. the rule set is, you know, obviously it can change at some point, but for the most part, it's all the same. Um... Yeah, so I, I just see, um, I, I, think the best guys just try to keep it as similar as possible every single time. That's kind of what I've tried to do for myself. And, and so then obviously you got to deal with, you know, what level of arousal do you compete the best under? And, and I always encourage kids to try to find that out. And I think competing is a skill that, you know, it, um, that kids got to work at finding that what works best for them.
0: What, what advice would you give to young coaches? We have a bunch of people who are maybe, you know, coming out of college, some of them are graduate assistants, um, trying to find their niche in coaching. Is there advice that maybe you would have appreciated um, at that stage that you think could be useful uh, to developing coaches?
1: Um, yeah, I guess the, the most important thing I would say, and this is you know something that I was not perceptive about enough when I got started, but I would say, uh, you have to build relationships first. Once you build a relationship, everything else becomes fairly easy, right? And because generally speaking, if you're going to get kids to the highest level, you're going to have to ask them to do really challenging things. And asking someone you have a great relationship to do something challenging or something tough or something they don't want to do is going to go way easier than if they don't like you or you don't have a good relationship or they don't trust you. So I think I think you have to build relationships first. Get them to trust you. Get that, you know, show them that you have the best interest in mind. And once you can do that, uh, everything else kind of goes downhill.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking about the technical stuff, but if you don't have that relational underpinning, it's hard to get a whole lot of learning done. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, the one, one simple exercise that I, I don't remember where I first heard of that, but I love it. It's, it just gets people to think. It's like, if you think think of the best coach that you ever had, was it about the moves they taught you, or was it about how they treated you? And almost across the board, it's how they treat you. Almost a hundred percent of the time.
0: That's right. And for some reason, uh, we lose that. It seems like a lot of times when we're talking about learning a sport or learning how to teach it, we learn we we lose that part.
1: Well, I don't think there's I don't think there's an emphasis enough emphasis put on that. And so what happens is. If you have 10 10 guys who are all really good at teaching the technique or the strategy of whatever the sport is, Um, like me, some of them will inherently understand that they have to build a relationship, and then they'll continue down that path, right? And then some of them will not figure that out for whatever reason, and then they'll say, you know, and then then they'll quit, right? And then they'll uh, say, oh, it's the kid's fault, or, you know, some bullshit like that, or, Uh, kids these days are different That's, that's one of those I hate the most